A few years ago, I decided that I was tired of living inside a realm of snakes and sharks that I had befriended. The laws of the land are unspoken, but are also open in plain view for everyone to see. Whether you choose to see or ignore has consequences on both sides. Just because I slept with snakes and swam with sharks doesn't mean I was one of them. To eat with a lion, you would have to hunt with him. Throughout my life, it seemed I escaped one jungle just to be trapped by another, to the point where my days consisted of escape after escape, with ultimately nowhere to escape to. These are the words of Kedron Brewster, my guest today. Kedron spent 14 years in prison, has been home for five years, and in that time has built a very successful hotshot business. His story is, is very deep and you know very tragic in some ways, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So, you know, I hope y'all enjoy this this show. Kedron is an author as well. His book, From the Wreck Yard to the Streets, is available on Amazon. I have read it. It's a phenomenal read. I implore you all to go and check it out. So, with no further ado, put your ears on. And if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley. And welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You the leader, you the CEO of the company, so you the one who's setting the tone. So they need to see you performing at a high level so that they'll know and understand that the expectations here are already set high. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. So tell me, man, who who is who is Kedron Brewster? Oh uh, man, I'm just a youngster who came up in the streets and I made a lot of mistakes and found the way out with this trucking. Okay, okay, sounds good. So what 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 what's your niche? What's your your, your trucking business niche? What do you do? Uh, hot shots. Okay, you in? So, the... Go ahead. So what we, what we do is we have dually trucks. I own four dually trucks and four forty foot gooseneck trailers. They tilt trailers. Okay. So I, have a, I have a contract with a container company, and we move a lot of containers throughout the United States of America. Okay, got you, got you, got you. All right, so you said four four dually trucks, right? Correct. And and how what what did you say? How much trailers? I got. I have four tilt trailers. I have one regular flatbed trailer. Okay, and got I you. I'm in the process now of getting my fifth truck, bringing it in. Okay, got you, got you. All right, now before we kind of get started and, and, and get into your story, I just want to shout out, you know, one of one of my listeners, Brittany, um, who actually suggested that I reach out to you. Um, she she follows you on on the gram, and she told me about your story. And you know, I went over to your page, I checked you out, and 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 I was amazed, man, by your story. And I want to, you know, share that with our listeners today. Is that cool with you? Oh man, that's wonderful. All right, beautiful. So, so, so let's start from the from the beginning, Kedron. T- tell us a little bit about where you're from. Um, tell us a little bit about growing up. Uh, my name is Kedron Brewster. I'm 35. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I'm from Oak Cliff, uh, a little neighborhood they call Woodtown. 
Uh, I grew up in the streets. I come from a troubled past, broken home. Uh, I spent 14 years in prison. I've been home right at five years. While I was incarcerated, my mother died from a drug overdose. Wow. My 16-year-old brother was killed. Wow. My youngest brother was sent to prison. So uh, I came home. I came home to none. Uh, I have my wife. I was married. But outside of that, I didn't come home to anything. I started out working in the warehouse for about, I give it about two years. Got tired of that and just was looking for a different way, looking to get myself financially secure and prepared for my future. And with doing that, I found trucking. Got my mm. CDL license. I drove state to state for an art company for about a year. And one day I was riding in the truck. I was like, man, if I can do this for them, <laughs> I'm going to do it for myself. Right, 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 right. Okay. So so you just now said a lot, man. I mean, you, you, you've been through a lot for a 35-year-old young man. You know what I mean? Um, you said you spent four, 14 years in prison? Correct. 14 years in prison. Wow. So, so that's, that's half your life. So, um, right. you know... Talk to me about that, man, because, I mean, that's not something that we could just kind of glaze over. I mean, you had to make a major transition um, mindset-wise, lifestyle-wise to become the man that you are today. So, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, th those prison years. What, 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 what was going through your head to make that transition? What, what, what was, did you think of to, to you know, to kind of get you to where you are now? Uh, well, one of the biggest things is while I was in prison, I was blessed to be around a lot of old heads. Okay. So in prison, those old heads, they're going to school you and give you the knowledge and information that you wouldn't necessarily be able to obtain out here in society. And okay. then once you're incarcerated, you ain't got nothing but time on your hands. Mm. So while you're in prison, you know, living the life of a prisoner or whatnot, society is still moving. So right. when they call you to that chaplain office to tell you that your mother done died or your brother done been killed it's a reality like it's a reality check so throughout my time while I was incarcerated uh I read a book by Malcolm X the autobiography of Malcolm X yeah I got on Alex Haley okay. that book single-handedly changed my life mm. it gave me the motivation and inspiration that I needed to begin to better myself and to change myself it made me realize that I was more than just an inmate and I could become more than an inmate, but it was going to have to be some diligent, diligently work on my part. Mm. So, so, so what did you do? So, so let, 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 let's start from getting out. You, you spent 14 years in prison, first day out. Talk, talk to me about that. How, how, how was that getting back into the streets, getting back on your feet? How, how was that? Uh, for me, I always tell people, People, a lot of people come home from prison and they want to go celebrate. Mm. When I came home from prison, my first day out of prison, when they came and picked me up, I was in the back seat of the car. My wife and my sister came and picked me up and everybody happy. So one of my first questions was, what's up with that job? Y'all told me that y'all were going to have a job for me as soon as I got home. Right. And they were kind of like, wait a minute, you want to slow down? You know, <laughs> society, right. you know, relax. And in my mind, my mentality was I just did a 14-year vacation. I don't need to relax. It's right. time to get to it. I was ready to get to it. Okay. So my hunger and my passion was a lot different than most people that come home. When mm. I came home, I didn't see a reason to celebrate. I went to prison. That means I failed somewhere. Mm. So how do you come home and celebrate failure? Right, right, so right, right. So that was my mindset coming into society. 
Got you, got you. All right, so you said your first job, you were working in a warehouse? I was working in a, in a warehouse where they build windows. Okay. Atrium windows and doors. I started there making eight fifty an hour. Within a year's time, I became a lead man, the lead supervisor. Okay, okay, got you. So you became the lead supervisor, and 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 then what happened next? Uh, once I became the lead supervisor, I, one thing about people that's been in prison, what they don't know is that when you get home and it's time to adjust to society, the way the things, that, the way you would handle something in prison. You can't do that out here in society. Okay. So if you if you lay from break and they write you up, you get mad, you want to go off, you can't do that in the work environment. You do that, they're going to fire you. Right. So throughout my time, as far as working in the warehouse, I began to navigate my way through the, it's politics involved in any working environment. You got the supervisor, you got people that's been here 10, 15 years or whatever your, the situation is. Well, I, I grew tired of that. I was ready to become some and do some. So I was like, what's the next move? Okay. Well, this very place where we at right now, mm -hmm. this is where I was at. And one of my homeboys pulled up. He had a candy red Camaro on forges. He got <laughs> diamonds, top and bottom, jewelry. If you see him, you would think he the biggest drug dealer in the world. Okay. He's so, so, he's so, so far from that. If he saw you committing a crime, he would call the police. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Gotcha. So when I asked him, I'm like, man, what is you doing, man? What you got going on? He was like, man, this is that trucking money. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, bro, I don't do nothing to drive trucks. I'm like, nah, you you doing something else. Right. You gotta be, yeah, you doing something else. I ain't no truck doing it. He's like, man, I don't do nothing. I don't do no type of hustle. I right. hustle the truck. Right. That's my hustle truck. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm finna go look into that. That very okay. day I left, went home. Went online, looked up a few things. That next day, I was focused on getting the CDL license. Got you, got you. Now, he was in the hot shot business as well, your friend? No, nah, he, nah, he was just driving 18-wheelers. I started out driving 18-wheelers state-to-state for a company called US Art. It's okay. A art it's a big art company. And I used to come to New Jersey, where you at? In Secaucus, New Jersey. That's where our main office is. Okay, okay, okay. That's North Jersey. I'm I'm in like the south 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 section, but yeah, that's north. That's up north. That's like near New York. Right. It's right there by the Meadowlands. I used to stay at a room right there. Okay, okay. So you're driving, so you're driving 18 wheelers, semi trucks, right? What 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 are you hauling at that time? What are, what are you doing? Uh we moving art. So I'm right. blessed to be able, I'm blessed to be able to go to like the big college campuses, celebrities, you know, uh people. You know, they spend a lot of money on art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Art. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's interesting. It's crazy. Uh, I was blessed to be able to see some things that only that art could have got me in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so how long did you do that for? I done that for a year. Okay, you did that for a year. Okay. I, done that for, I would be gone. I would drive for two weeks. I would be home a week. Drive for two weeks, be home a week. Sometimes gotcha. you gotta do your 36 hour layover. Reset. Right. Right. Sometimes I be in New York. So well, I be at our office in New Jersey. So where our office is, ain't the only thing separating it is the bridge from New York to Jersey. Got you, got you, got you. Okay. So I'll stay right there in the Meadowlands and be out touring the city. There, there you go. There you go. All right. So you did that for about a year. So you got your feet wet. You got your experience. You know, you learn you, you learn the, the highways and the byways of the trucking game, right? So what, right. What, what's, what's next? What comes next after that? Okay, uh, when I come home on the week, on that week look that I'm out, yeah, I would always come home. You know, when you come home, 
Big T Bazaar is like a big monumental place around the neighborhood. So this is a place that, you know, everybody who's anybody, who somebody will be coming through here. This is kind of like the hangout, like the strip. Okay. So uh, I was up here chilling, and one of my partners pulled up. He was in a dually truck. And he been telling me this. Every time he see me, he always shooting slugs. And <laughs> you can make the same kind of money if you come get in this dually and this dually and this dually. I'm like, and, you know, I hear you, you know. Right. So he was bringing that to my attention. So I kind of started pondering on it. Like, damn, I wonder if I could get me a uh, a truck. And what, what, what really sparked my curiosity about it was the fact that the maintenance on the 18-wheeler is a totally different maintenance on a dually. Okay. So that really caught my attention. Like, damn, you know, to maintain an 18-wheeler, it's a lot of up upfront costs, let's say that. There you go. The, the financing part of it. But when it comes to dually, we basically dealing with oil change, fuel filters, tires, you know, the basic maintenance of a regular pickup truck. Okay. So it caught my attention. I went and got that first truck, that first trailer. What started out with one has turned into five. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So 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 let's 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 go there. So now you start your business, Brewster Logistics, right? You started Correct. you started with one truck. Um take me there, take me to that day you go buy your first truck, your, your first truck. Take me to the emotions, the feelings, what's going on. Like just tell me about that. Oh, uh, it's a crazy story, man. Actually, I got my first truck by default. Okay, talk to me. What will happen? The first truck I ever got, well, when I tried to go get the truck and trailer, like I say, I had just done 14 years in pr prison. So I wasn't aware of the credit and your name. So when right. I tried to go apply for get a truck, them people like, no, you don't have nothing <laughs> in your credit. <laughs> right, so right. Yeah, I'm like, I can't get no truck. I'm like, I got some money, though. They like, if you ain't got seven dollars to $80,000. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm gonna get the truck. Right. So I didn't I, I had tried to find somebody to co-sign. Well, I'm from the streets and I don't really know them kind of people. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. But all this is new to me. Right. Because I was I I just done 14 years in prison. I left when I was a kid, so all this is something right. you know foreign to me. So I get back in the 18 wheeler. I'll never forget I was on my way to California and we was going through Arizona. And I get a phone call from a guy at the dealership. So I call him. I'm like, what's up? He's like, now keep in mind, this is like three or four months after I had already went to the dealership to try to get the truck. Okay. The guy said, hey, Mr. Bruce, I, I may have a truck for you. I say, man, what's the slick? What's, what's the catch? <laughs> right, right, right. It's always, it's always something. What's going on? Like, you know, what's up? He's like, man. Uh, I know a guy who bought a truck for his son to get into the hot shot business where his son done found out that ain't, he can't handle that. Mm. He's not, he not prepared to do that. So if you're willing to give him a down payment to take over the notes, you can get the truck. Mm. I say, for real? He said, we'll have the paperwork drawn up. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, cool. Well, when I got back to Texas, we followed through. I went over there. I met the guy. And it's crazy because the guy told me that uh, I don't know you. You know, but I prayed to God and God told me to help you. Somebody wow. helped my son get to where he at. So I want to return the favor and try to help you. And mm. he gave me my very first duty. It had like 20,000 miles on it. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's that's a beautiful story right there. All yeah. right. So 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 you so you get your truck. Now, how do we go about finding loads? Because I, I, I don't know much about the hot shop business. So now you have your truck. You were blessed with that opportunity. You got your truck. 
what do you do next? All right, so where do you find 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 loads to, to get some work, make some money? Okay, well, it's the same way if you was in the 18-wheeler. You got to go to the load board. Okay. All the difference in the, in the 18-wheelers and the high shot is the amount of weight that you can carry. Okay. So my trailers, my trailers can only hold up to about 16, 17,000 pounds. Okay. So what we what we like to book is the LTL loads. Okay. And that's just general freight that's up under 15, 16,000 pounds. Okay. They have several load boards that you can go on to be able to find freight. And once you're out here in the industry, you met, you networking, you meeting people, and you just go from there, you begin to build relationships. Mm. All right. So tell, tell, tell me a little bit about the business. So like how, how often are you on the road? Um, you know, what's, 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 what's the typical week like for somebody in, in, in your business? Well, I don't drive anymore. I have drivers. Okay. But, okay. But, but when I was That's driving, why your name is Boss Man Brewster. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll say this, though. Uh, my company is something that I built hands, you know, from the ground up with my own bare hands. So no doubt. I no was doubt. in the truck driving for a while okay so generally like on monday mornings i like to get to the yard if the the place where we load up at they don't open at eight well i need to get to the yard by six i want to be done fueled up done a pre-trip on the truck and the trailer and be already ready because okay. the more time that you spend having to get ready is the more money you're gonna miss out on versus if you are already ready then it's gonna be more money available to you the opportunities will be more for you okay Okay. So, so basically, so, so give me the breakdown. So you find a load on a load board, you, you, you get your load It's going to, let's say it's going to Jersey, right? Like, so how, how, how does it work? Do you find a load coming back from Jersey? Do you st strategically plan out your routes for the week? What, what's your strategy? What, how do you approach the hot shop business? Okay. Well, when you first start out and you're going off the load board, uh, let's say first you book a load from Texas to Jersey. Well, once I get to Jersey and I deliver that now, I need to be looking for my next load. So the next load doesn't necessarily have to bring me back to Texas. It could take me anywhere. I'm following wherever the money's at. Mm. So I'm going off of a load board until you're able to build relationships with individuals to where you have a direct shipper, a direct contact. But that comes in time. You're not going to get that your first six months to a year into the hot shotting business. It doesn't work like that. Got you. So you have to kind of start out just, you know, everywhere and anywhere just doing what you got to do picking up the work and then eventually you'll find you'll build some relationships and you'll find somebody that'll keep you kind of with some steady steady routes yes sir yes sir. okay got you got you got you all right so how do we go from one truck to two truck to three truck to four truck man talk to me about scaling your business how long did it take you you know after your first truck how long did it take you till you got your second one? Oh uh, well I didn't really start scaling my business after the first two years, cause those first two years was a it was a a lot of trial and error. It was a big learning curve for me, so okay. I had to make a lot of mistakes. Okay. But my second truck came about once I uh I received my first contract, and I I duplicate basically what I done was duplicated the first truck. Mm. I mounted the first truck because what a lot of people don't realize is that you're not gonna be rich off of just one truck. Right. It's, you don't have to duplicate your your your, your first success. Okay. So if you, it, whatever you've done to be successful with the first truck, you have to duplicate that multiple times before you really start seeing the money. Gotcha. So I, I got a little contract with a container company. We moved containers, empty shipping containers. So once I done that, when it got the second truck. Once I done that, when it got the third truck. But these are things that have came with time because there's a lot of things that's going to be transpiring from day to day. 
from the truck breaking down. Your driver, he uh quit. One of them had to uh, go take a DOT physical. He didn't pass. It's a multiple of things that's going to transpire in a day's time. So I wouldn't tell nobody to be in a rush to scale your business. You need to perfect and learn the first truck. Got you, got you. Give me an example of some of those mistakes. You said, you know, it was trial and error. You had to learn. What are some of the things that you learn in a business for somebody who wants to get into your business? Like a little, a little jewel that, you know, kind of helps somebody out. Something to think about. Uh, something as simple as dealing with the paperwork. I remember when I first started, I done a load. Okay, well, when I dropped the load off, I didn't have a guy sign the paperwork. I'm just thinking, hey, I dropped the load. We good to go. I didn't get paid for it. Mm. And the reason why I didn't get paid is because I didn't have a signature. So wow. I can prove that the delivery was made. Wow. Uh, something as simple as checking your freight. A lot of times when you get loaded, okay, when they load you, the freight is already damaged. But if you didn't get out the truck and look at it to make sure everything was right, when you go to deliver it, they're going to say you done that damage. Mm. Uh, something as simple as not checking your truck and trailer before you leave the yard. You need to make sure your trailer got hub oil in it. You need to make sure that your truck, that the uh, the brakes work on it. In the event you get pulled over, they do a level one DOT inspection on you. If your truck can't pass the inspection, you finna lose all kind of money because you're finna have to pay someone to go out there to pick up your stuff. Mm. So those different things, parking. One time I got a ticket for like $500 because I parked in a residential area with the truck and trailer. Wow, wow. Okay. Got you, it's got very, you. It's a very... It's a multitude of different things I had to learn. Something as simple as when I got to my 70,000 mile mark on my truck, I didn't go and get the proper maintenance done, and it ended up costing me like $9,000 to fix. Wow. Something that, that could have been fixed for $1,500 turned into a $9,000 problem. But wow. I was, <laughs> But that's from a lack of knowledge, me being ignorant to the business. Got you, got you. Well, you just shot off a, a lot of a lot of issues, man. That's that's a lot. That's a lot, man. That's that's crazy. So so talk to me about being a, a business owner and ru running a business now, having employees. Um, you know, stepping away from the truck. Now you now now you're you know more so um the the administrative and and building your business, scaling your business. Talk to me about that. How how is that? Especially coming from where you come from, man. That must be that must be like. It must be crazy to you, man. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, but the biggest thing I think I've taken away from being mm -hmm. a business owner is understanding you can't be cool all the time. Mm. You know, coming from where I come from, it's just naturally in you to be cool, to not really put up, you know, causing problems. Or, but when you become a business owner, your mind has to shift because this is what's feeding the family. And if you're not on top of everything and doing what you're supposed to do, your staff and the other people that's working for you are seeing that. You the leader, you the CEO of the company, so you the one who's setting the tone. So they need to see you performing at a high level so that they'll know and understand that the expectations here are already set high. So wow. if you're not able to perform at the level we need, this may be the wrong company for you. So that's one of the biggest things I've learned about being a business owner and understanding that every dollar matters. Mm. That $10 that you think ain't really nothing, well, we got five trucks, and all five of these trucks miss $10 a day. Just $10. That's $50 a day. That's uh $250 a week. That's $1,000 a month. That's over $12,000 in a year's time Ooh. that we have lost. We've lost this because we, we're not really tripping about the $10.
But when you when you the when you the owner of the company, that ten dollar matter. You need to be paying attention, and you need to know why is that ten dollars not where it's supposed to be. Mm. No doubt. Now that that that's really big. And what you just said, that really hits home because I think a lot of times when 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 we get in business as as you know, young, <laughs> young black men, you know, it, that familiarity is there. And it's kind of like, especially if you have other young men working for you and everything, it's like, oh man, you know, you, you know, you know, you the cool boss, and we 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 on the same level and all that. But like you said, you gotta kind of take things a little more seriously and make sure business is taken care of first. You know? Correct. What, 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 tell me about your staff. What, what, what do you have as far as staff goes right now? Um, I have four drivers. I have an office manager. I have a dispatcher as well as I have a business partner with a company. And I, I have to take on as, as their employees as well because I'm a foreman out there as well. So okay. I, got probably, I got about probably 10 people that I employ at my company. Okay. Wow. Wow. 10 people. Nice. Nice. All right. Cool. So you're also an author, right? Right. Talk, talk, talk to me about, about your book. What led you to want to write um, your book uh, from, from, from the, from the rec yard to the streets, right? Correct. Correct. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. Oh um, man, that's just a book. That's basically for individuals that's coming home from prison. It's an outline and a guide for them to see that what it's going to take in order to reintegrate into society and become successful. Mm. A lot of times we have a, a, a fantasy of the way things are going to go once we get home and it's not going to happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> the adjustment phase is, is, is real. Right. Let's, let's call it what it is. The adjustment phase for somebody after doing 10, 15 years in prison is real. So the book is just different jewels. I'm giving them something as simple as earlier. I gave you an example that, in prison, if me and you have a problem, we'll just fight whoever wins the fight. That's who wins the argument. Okay, right. in society, you can't handle things like that. Right. You have to be able to deal with authority. You have to be at work at 8 o'clock. If you're there at 8.15, you late. They mm -hmm. don't care nothing about a flat tire. Nobody couldn't wash the kids. Those are personal problems. Right. And you need to understand how to, how to separate the business from your personal life, from whatever it is you have going on in your life. Got you. Gotcha. So that book, the book is just a lot of things that I personally experienced and went through in order to get to where I'm at today. Got to you, got you. Hmm, interesting. So, so also tell me, tell me about how your your circle has changed. Um, you know, and and being an entrepreneur now, being a business a businessman, how how has your circle changed from you know back in the day? Uh, well, first and foremost, I don't associate with non-promising products. So when I say that I'm not going to invest no time and energy in individuals that's not invested time and energy into themselves to become better. Mm. So my past, I still see my old associates from time to time. I wish them the best, but that's no longer my life. I, I, I've changed my life. So I have a different circle of people. Mm. Everybody that's around me, they striving for success. They striving to have something, become something. So talking about it is one thing, but if I don't physically see you doing the necessary things, then I'm not going to really want to associate with you because I don't live like that anymore. And once you change your life and you start living a different life, you're going to attract different people to you. You're going to attract different events and different situations. You won't have time to associate with your old homies because they want to go chill in the hood. Well, I want to go to a seminar and a conference. Right, right, right. Those are the type of things I want to do. You want to go see 
little boosted tonight at the concert. <laughs> I want to go to this conference over here. Right, 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 right. And and I've noticed that you attend a lot of conferences. Tell me about that, man. I I see on your Instagram you take taking pictures with with a, a, a few notable people out there doing the conferences and all that. Well, how how'd you get into that into that circle? Like what? How'd you get into the, the conferences and all that? Uh, well, one of the biggest reasons why I'm at where I'm at right now today is because of the investments I make into myself. Okay. So your, your level of exposure is what's going to determine your level of success. Before, mm. I had, before I left to go to prison, I had never left Dallas, Texas before. So that's why my, my, my actions was of minimum. It was of what I knew around me. When I came home and I started hitting different cities, meeting different people, that exposure is what opened my mind to the idea that I could do so much more. Wow. So when it comes to conferences, I need to be associated and tied to people who where I'm trying to get to. I don't want to associate with people of the past. I already know where you at and where you going and what's going on. I need to be associated with people that's where I'm trying to go that can enlighten me and can teach me. So wow. it's not even about the, the, the money aspect of it. It's more about the knowledge and the information aspect of it and being around people that's trying to be become better versions of themselves. Got you, got you. And what 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 where are you trying to go? I mean, because you you've 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 uh you've accomplished so much in, in so little time. I mean, it's 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 amazing. What what what's what's next for you? Well, I'm getting ready to drop my second book, From the Streets to the Sweets. That's just about the elevation and the growth. I love that. The streets to the suites. Okay. Yeah, from the streets. <laughs> the book one is from the rec yard to the streets. That's me coming home from prison and reintegrating it to society. Okay. And book two is going to be about how I went from the streets to becoming a multimillionaire. Wow. Last year, last year my company grossed over six figures. This year we're we're looking to gross over half a million. And within wow. the next two years, I'm looking to become a multimillionaire. Wow. Wow. So that's what we're working on right now, getting ready to drop book two and just continue to strengthen my trucking company. Look for the leaks and look for the areas that we can get better at. Got you, got you. Talk to me about your book writing process. How, how do, when, you, when you go into writing a book, what, what, what's your process? How long does it take you? You know, talk to me about that. Uh, I, I like to put myself on lockdown. Okay. And, and lockdown in prison, that's when you locked in your cell. It may be two o'clock in the morning. You got them old school that that joke <laughs> to on, and you write a letter to your wife or your girl or somebody. Right. You really putting your emotions into it. Okay. So in in the process of writing my book, one of the greatest things about it is it's my life. So by being my life, it makes it that much easier for me to be able to perfect the craft. Mm. I'm not having to make up the story or add anything exciting to it. What you see within the book is actually my real life. So that makes the writing process that much easier and that much more creative for me. Wow, wow, wow. Dope, man. Dope. Man, you you dropping some jewels today, man. You dropping some serious <laughs> jewels. So, you know, um talk to talk talk to the 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 young men out here um, you know, right now, because you know, you what listening to you, it's like it just sounds like everything, like you just got this all figured out, right? But it's like, you went through a lot, man. And I mean, you you, you, you really went through a lot. And like, you just say it so quickly, like, did 14 years in prison, did that, came home, my mother passed while I was, like, you really went through a lot. Like, like talk to somebody right now and, um, you know, who, who, who's headed down the wrong path. Just, 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 just 
what do they need to do to kind of change directions, man, to avoid having to go through what you had to go through in order to get where you're at now? Like, like, like save them that 14 years of prison time for me. Like, like what, what, what can you tell a young brother or sister listening to this to, to, to kind of get them on the right track and get them away from, you know, from, from what you had to go through? I would tell, I would tell the younger version of me, and, and, and I hope this is, it's not too far off the rocker for you or nothing wrong, but uh, don't nobody give a damn about your past and everything you done been through. Mm. The sooner you're able to step up and accept responsibility for you, the sooner you're going to be successful. Mm. You, everybody in the world has problems. Everybody in the world has a struggle. You have to stop feeling sorry for yourself, and you have to want something better for you. It doesn't matter what your mom want or your dad, your auntie. What do you want for yourself? I understand growing up, we grow up in certain environments and that environment pollutes us and that environment influences us. So I respect, I respect the power of the environment. But once you become of age where you're making your own decisions, then you become responsible for yourself. Mm. As a child, you're not responsible for those things. You have to depend on the adult or the guardian within your life. But if I could tell my younger self anything, I would tell myself, quit crying and making excuses because of the way you was raised up or because you don't have the Jordans. You don't have the video game. You from the hood or whatever your, your defect is, because we all have some type of defect and struggle. Whatever it is, the sooner you realize don't nobody care, the sooner you'll be able to really do what's needed to do to get yourself where you want to be. Wow. Wow. That's deep, man. And I mean, if, if, if you could pull yourself up from where you came from and do what you've done and accomplished in such a short amount of time, that's enough inspiration for anybody, man. You know what I mean? I, I will say this, bro. And, and I used to hear people say this, and it sounds so cliche. If I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> it, it, sounds, it sounds so cliche, but it's the truth. Like, I was somebody that they would have said would be back in prison within two years. Mm. Well, just last month, the statistic says 76% of all inmates that are released from prison will be back within a five-year span. Right. Well, I just beat those statistics. True. I just beat that. Man, you 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 beating it and you you killing it out here, man. I'm 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 so proud of what you're doing. I'm so happy to be able to have this conversation with you today. It's 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 really a pleasure, man. It's it's, it's really a, pr oh, a pleasure. Man, I I appreciate it. I look for the opportunity to be able to spread the wealth. This is my way of giving back. No doubt. No doubt for sure. So, so listen, as we wrap it up, you just kind of gave us your final thoughts. Tell us where we could find you, your, your, your social media. Um, where, where can the people connect with you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Bossman Brewster. You can go over there. You'll check it out, man. Pretty much everything I do, I'm involved with. I got it on my social media platforms. My book is on Amazon.com. My trucking company, if you happen to need a low move or we can help you out, please do give us a call. Uh, other than that, it's word of mouth, underground. I'm looking to make national bestseller, man. I'm hoping y'all going to help me get that. Yo, listen, everybody, please. Y'all heard this young brother, man. He is, he, he is dropping some knowledge. This brother is definitely going places. Please check out his book, From the Wreck Yard to the Streets. And the new book, From the Streets to the Sweets. <laughs> yes, looking to drop, I'm looking to drop that book next year. I just wanted to actually make my first million dollars before I dropped it to solidify it. So no people doubt. know that I'm not just talking. 
<laughs> no doubt. I love that. Or, or did you independently publish your book? Uh, my first book, I self-published. You self-published? And, and my second book, I believe I want to go that route as well just because of the the uh, the effort that I'm willing to put behind it. So I'm looking to take off from my company. I'm going to remove myself from my company for about six months to a year just so I can go and do a major book tour. I really want to do it big with my second book. Mm. Got you. Got you. And I think you're going to definitely do it big, man, because, I mean, your story is phenomenal, man. You are, you are, you're an awesome brother, man. I, I wish you continued success. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I, I really appreciate you joining me tonight, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man, for sure, man. I, 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 it's an honor and a privilege. I want to thank you for allowing me to come on your platform and even give my story, man, because I applaud individuals like yourself that's out here doing something and trying to have some. So I appreciate you as well, bro. No doubt, my brother. Let's stay connected. We'll re reach out to you in a few months or whatever. See, see how the book is doing. You know what I mean? Throw, throw, get you back on the podcast and, and, and talk about from the streets to the sweets. Man, let's make it happen. All right, my brother. You have a good night, man. Take care. All right, bro. You take it easy. All right, later. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.